Some of you know the story of me being a 22-year-old and having a car accident, flipping my car over in the QEW. That was so special, not? When your, talk, when your car is about to flip over, your stomach flips first, and there's nothing you can do. The G-forces are in motion, and mine was, and it flipped over one, two, three times. Sunroof off, neck outside, back in the car, one, two, three times, I land on the tire, and in a hail of gravel and blood and glass, I'm alive and well. And so is my man. Well, he has dragged his hand and is deeply abraded. We go to the emergency room, and they keep him there, but release me with my non-car having, no money having, no place to stay self. And I'm just devastated. And I'm standing at a bank of phones, back in the days when we didn't have cell phones, a bank of pay phones, and I'm calling his folks and my folks to report the accident. And my parents love y'all, but they are four hours away in Windsor, Canadian, I can't even talk, in Windsor, Canada. But because they don't like the boy, they're not coming to take care of me four hours away. I'm a 22-year-old, devastated, broken, child. That's another sermon for another time, but that's how stuff can happen when we haven't healed our wounds. Something can prick your wound and you can't even show up. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? For somebody else. But we'll come back to that. The, the, the thing that is the miracle is that a white Canadian lady in a brown, in a coat, cloth coat, brown hair, short, tiny, is staring at me, walks over to me and says, what can I do? And when she says that I break down crying again, I get her coat totally wet with my mucus and things. And she does the Samaritan thing. She takes me to get a hamburger and fries and a vanilla shake. She takes me to a hotel, checks me in, pays the bill, comes back the next morning, picks me up, drives me to the car rental place, takes me, leads me back to the hospital. Like, who does that? As I wrote my book, I was trying to understand what that was. And I'm thinking, not only did she cross the hospital lobby to me, not only did she cross the borders of Canadian and American to me, she crossed the borders of black and white to me, of stranger and known to me. She broke all the rules. She put a strange black woman in her car, for God's sake, with my big afro and my glassy, bloody self and took me to the place I need to go. She transgressed the norms of what is decent and appropriate behavior between strangers to make sure that I was okay. Do you hear me? I'm calling that rule-breaking kindness. Like the Samaritan broke the rules to offer transgressive, crazy kindness to that man on the road. I, I want to stay with the idea that the priest and the Levite were not selfish. I want to stay with the idea that they were doing what they thought they were supposed to do. But they couldn't get outside of the bounds. They couldn't step out of the cultural expectations. They could not step out of their roles and their authority to imagine another way to do it. But this nice white Canadian lady did. We are called to be transgressive, middle family. We are called 
by God to do a bold new thing on the earth, which actually means stepping outside of where we're comfortable. I recently read a story of a woman who lost her son to suicide when he was 18 years old. And she says she cried every day for three years. She couldn't get past it. Until one day, she stepped outside of her grief and decided that there were other people like her who were grieving and set up a support group called Surviving Friends. At 83, she has helped 22,000 people survive the death of their loved ones to suicide because she stepped out, you know what I mean, of her comfort zone. We're called to break the rules. When we were grieving the fire that destroyed our building, crestfallen, flames still leaping, smoke still rising, many of our members, several of our members, did ridiculous care that day. Some of them were in the Ministry of Coffee making sure that the clergy and the lay leaders standing out in the cold were being cared for and they got sandwiches. So as you came to sit Shiva, you had food to eat. Some of our members took their pastor's stuff back to their pastor's apartment so that she could be hand-free to care for people. Some of our members grieving and feeling like there was nothing else to do right there about the fire, stepped in the gap and cared for the women at the Women's Prison Association, taking them not to Kmart, but to real stores to shop and replace the stuff that they need. That's rule-breaking kindness. When you, in the midst of your own grief, can step outside of the boundaries and love on somebody else. Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of us have gone to the border. Some of us, middle family, have been to the border of Mexico in Ciudad Juarez and, and watched, bore witness to the horrific ways families are being separated there. And some of us heard that there was a woman named Jackie on the way into the detention center, on the way into safety from her terror in her hometown, and she was being blocked by the police, by the border police. And so what did we do? We stepped outside of the comfort zone of the warm detention center and went back outside into the dangerous place of dealing with the border police and prayed for her in front of them and then prayed for them in front of her and then got her and her son into safety. That's rule-breaking kindness, middle family. Some of us have been on buses to Washington, D.C. Some of our queer black men to, to, to die in down in the nation's capital, in the Senate building where the food is served. I'm telling you what, when you're a queer black man and you're willing to die in on the ground and like stay on the ground while the police say, um, this is warning number one, and then this is warning number two, and, and this is warning number three, and the shiny boots, I was there, are right there near your face and head, and you know that those boots might be dangerous because they're meant for walking, yes, but managing, if you will. And they took the risk to be in that place, to be in solidarity for the value of all black lives. Some of you have marched in the climate march. Some of you 
have written zillions of postcards about voting rights. This is the rule-breaking kindness, the extravagant, crazy kindness to which God calls us if we're going to heal the world. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I wrote this book about fierce love out of a broken heart. Decades of a broken heart. Decades of wondering why religion is toxic. Wondering why Sunday mornings are still segregated. Wondering how religion can make you turn planes into a bomb or make you exterminate Jews when Jesus is a Jew or make you blame Chinese people for the flu. Somebody, has your heart been broken by religion? I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a way to put more love in the world. There's got to be a way to put fierce love in the world, to call us into transgressive kindness, rule-breaking kindness. Fierce love is rule-breaking kindness, heart-rendering kindness, sacrificial kindness that breaks the rules. And we've got to break the rules. Any rule that makes a queer child want to jump off a bridge and kill themselves because they're trans and they don't know what to do about it, we got to break that rule. Any rule that puts queer people out of church still today because they're a, quote, abomination, we got to break that rule. <clears throat> Any rule that made African-Americans to be counted as three-fifths of a citizen but still creates a wealth gap that is 170% different than white folks, we got to break that rule. We got to break the rules that separate families at the border, and this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. We got to break the rules that keeps indigenous people on reservations with nothing that belongs to them. We've got to break those rules. We've got to break the rules that erode voting rights and act like it's just a fait accompli and something called the filibuster, which was designed at one point to make sure minorities would have a voice that is abused to make sure we don't. We've got to break that rule as well. We've got to break the rules of we put a Democrat in office and therefore we'll just wait and see. Come on, somebody. I voted for Biden too, but I don't want him cushy. <laughs> I don't want us to snap, snap, snap at the infrastructure bill when we still don't have the right to vote. That's not good enough. We're called Oh my God, I want to walk down the aisle, but I can't because I don't have on my mask. I, we are called. It's true. We are called. Protocol says you can stay up there because you've been inoculated and I took my COVID test. It's negative, but I can't come to you. But hallelujah, we are called. We are called. Come on, somebody. We are called to break some rules. I want to hear you say break the rules. Break some rules. Break some rules. Make some noise and break some rules. We are not the timid, passive, sit around congregation, are we? We are the get in the streets, get busy, get jiggled with it, justice congregation. And that kindness starts with you. It doesn't start with me and Amanda and the staff. It starts with you. Where's your passion? Where's your hope? What's the work you want to do? And go ahead and do it.
We're on the way into the season of Advent and the season of hope. We're on the way to the one-year anniversary of this horrific fire that we're still grieving. And while we did that, while we grieved, 500 more people joined the church. Because why? Because they want to be in the movement with us. So my friends, transgressive, rule-breaking kindness that can heal the world. This is our calling. That's what the story of the Samaritan is about. Let's get some Samaritan up in here and do our thing.